I've talked about the word kinematic chain before in a few other podcasts, but I don't think you as a runner may fully understand how working your kinematic chain could increase your run performance. Hi, I'm Dr. Heather and welcome to Fix Your Pain Naturally podcast. When the pandemic first hit, I saw a need for people like you who had various questions about their pain symptoms to finally get the answers they needed. That's when I created the Ask Dr. Heather brand. What I found was an overwhelming positive response to my online courses, video content, and virtual coaching services. It has now become my mission to help serve over a thousand people worldwide to finally learn how to fix their pain naturally and return to activity without hesitation or worry. Now let's get started. Okay, so in one of my previous podcasts, I mentioned the word kinematic chain and I actually happened to mention it when talking about chin splints. And I started addressing the fact that the kinematic chain reference to kind of how the foot strikes the ground, what happens at the ankle, what then happens at the knee, and then what happens at the hip then the pelvis, because uh, a lot of times I think we don't understand there is a difference between the actual ball and socket joint at the hip and the pelvis. There, There is. And then what happens at the lumbar spine. And then actually as it can go all the way up to the mid-back, to the thoracic spine, how it affects our shoulder blades, our arm swing, the tension we feel in our neck and our traps. So what I wanted to do in this podcast was really kind of now break down what I mean by working the entire kinematic chain and how it's going to help increase your overall run performance. So I'm going to take it part by part in different bullet points here that I want to address with you guys. And I've also attached, you know, a video on the YouTube channel that really addresses how to essentially work that kinematic chain, but also addressing if you're not sure if you have a good arm swing, some other things you can do to really help increase your overall run performance. So like I said, I want to break it down for you guys in this podcast today. So you may have heard me say this before, running is a single leg sport. And I'm going to use running as my pretty much example for this one, because you'll have a better understanding of everything uh, in terms of how to work that kinematic chain if you really understand running. Um, And also too, like I said, by understanding how to work the entire kinematic chain, you can increase your overall run performance. So when you are someone who is not just a beginner runner, but you want to now take your running a step further, maybe you're looking at doing a half marathon, a full marathon, an ultra, You'll want to put all these key components into place for you because they're going to help. Uh, And they're going to help with decreasing your chance and rate of injury from setting in. So that's that's another really key component here that I want to really push strongly with you guys. So like I said, first thing, running is a single leg sport, which means each leg needs to be able to work independently throughout the entire gait cycle. The gait cycle starts when one foot makes contact with the ground and ends when the same foot contacts the ground again. So if you are somebody who wants to really kind of understand gait analysis better, gait cycle better, two things can happen. One is you could actually ask someone like myself to do a gait analysis on you to have a better understanding of what's going on with the foot. Or if you have a reputable running store in your town or city, 
or if you're in a European country, they may actually do that. So I do know that my friends and folks over at Fleet Feet do this. I also know the guys over at New Balance do this and they'll use some more 3D imaging to really kind of take a look at that gait cycle a little bit better. Now, once you understand the term gait cycle, then you can begin to have a better understanding of how to resolve the problem. This is something I addressed uh, in previous posts, which is to have that gait analysis done or to have a professional like a running coach or a physical therapist or sports medicine doctor who works with runners review video of you running from the back and the side. So, you know, I sometimes see people, they'll post video of themselves running on a treadmill and stuff like that, but you don't want to actually shoot it from the front. Okay. So if you are someone who's interested in having some professional advice, take a look at your gait cycle Ask a spouse, you could ask a child, a partner, a friend, um, you could try to set it up on your own. But, you know, you want to be able to see essentially from your belt line all the way down to the foot and ankle from the side and the same when you shoot it from the back. And the reason why we'd want to look at it from the back a little bit more is we have a really good idea of what's going on as the foot hits the ground. And I would also encourage you to hit the slow-mo button um, on your video when you take it, because it also allows us to really kind of break down that run gate even further. So this is where we can really start to have a better understanding. You know, are you a pronator? Do you supinate? Um, in terms of high arches, flat feet, unless I'm actually seeing you stand in front of me, or I'm getting some pictures without you in sneakers, or you're at the running store and they're taking a look at your um, actual feet when you're standing, not sitting. Okay, so just make sure that when they look to determine if you have high arches or flat feet, that you are standing for this and not sitting. Because when we sit, uh, we naturally will have a little bit of arch because of gravity. But when you stand, you'll get that true indicator if you have high arches or flat feet. The other thing we want to look at, too, when we're seeing this video is how much are you hinging forward? So when I talk about in other podcasts about hip flexion, you know, what to do when you start noticing if your hip flexors are overstimulated, overengaged, we want to see, well, how much of a hinge do you have forward in your run? Now, listen, when you run, you definitely want to have some hinge, but you don't want to have a lot. We don't want the hip flexors dominating here. We do want the glute, the hamstring, the quads. We want that whole thigh muscle, everything working together. So with that being said, then the next bit is, well, are you a heel striker? You know, is the foot coming down hard on the ground? Now, granted, you know, if you are somebody pronating, yes, you might initially kind of hit the outside of the heel and then start to allow the foot to roll in, which is normal. That's not abnormal. But again, it's trying to see, you know, are we slapping the ground, you know, hearing the sound of the foot hit the ground, you know, what's happening there? Do we notice that you're pushing off the forefoot, the forefoot, sorry, um, you know, and how that all is going for you? Um, so, and then also too, we want to see that kickback, you know, uh, d is there good, what we call knee extension flexion happening as well? Not just the foot uh, ankle mobility, but also what's going on at the knee. Then really the third thing is we want to really start looking at is those muscle imbalances, the compensation patterns, or maybe just some weaknesses um, before we really start kind of going into the strength training, which is, again, another thing, too. You know, a lot of times I'll see people 
immediately suggest, you know, simple exercises to do. And it could be some of the classic ones like clamshells or starting to try to do some, you know, band work. But unless we really have an understanding of what muscle imbalances are occurring for us, because you have to remember something, we're each very unique. We're very different here. So what's going to be my muscle imbalances is going to be completely different for you and then the next person and the next person. And you might have some history too of some prior injuries and stuff like that going on that maybe were never fully addressed. Maybe they never fully healed. And now that's just going to compound things a little bit more because we now we have more compensation patterns to deal with. So this is where we want to really have a full understanding of exactly what's going on with these muscle imbalances, how they're leading to these compensation patterns. And then from there, really, what are the right steps to take when it comes to strengthening that whole kinematic chain? So again, we can decrease our chance of injury. Now, when we look at decrease, you know, uh, working, I should say, our kinematic chain, we are looking at also including, you know, our core, our hips, our thighs, and the lower leg. So, you know, it's really becoming a, a compact base here. Now, the fourth thing I want to kind of really address with you guys is the importance of flexibility and mobility. So by breaking down the tissue, by stretching things out, that allows for the body's response to strengthening to be enhanced 10 times. Um, so taking that time to do some quick foam rolling, to do a few stretches with like the TRX, even if they're, they are passive or active stretches, is going to help improve um, our strength training uh, component, but also too, then it's going to help us with the run in general. And a lot of times I see that, um, with a majority of my runners, you know, I'll just give them some simple, basic myofascial stuff to do with a foam roller, some basic stretches that they can do for their hips, their hamstrings, uh, whatever their injury is. And they'll automatically notice an increase in speed, pace, stride length. Uh, and then honestly, just overall enjoyability of the run. So hopefully this gives you a little insight into how working your entire kinematic chain could really benefit you in increasing your overall run performance. Now, granted, like I said, you know, this was more focused for my runners, my running community, but you can use these principles if you're a cyclist, if you're somebody who is a skier, soccer player, tennis player, golfer, uh, even somebody who's doing weightlifting. By really understanding, you know, what's going through each movement pattern that we do, like I said, it, whether it's running, cycling, or another sport, by taking a look at it, we can have a clear picture of what's going on with you, how that kinematic chain is working, and what needs to happen next to either get you out of pain and or get you to perform better or to perform to your optimal best. Uh, and that could be whatever it is for you. That could be just going out there and hitting the slopes, getting in some some great times on some easy trails. Uh, it could be just doing that 5K run, or it could be achieving you know those ultimate goals that you may have, which could be to do a full blown Ironman. Uh, but again, like I said, the kinematic chain is by having that understanding of what's going on really reduces that chance of injury. It focuses more on the injury prevention side of things, which for all of us, especially when we're feeling like we don't want to have to give anything up, we want to really push forward. We want to be better. We want to continue doing some of the things we love. 
having a better understanding of our kinematic chain and how it can increase our overall performance, even our running performance, is going to be really key for you guys. As always, this is Dr. Heather, your virtual sports chiropractor and host of Fix Your Pain Naturally podcast. Remember, if you have any specific questions regarding yourself, if you're interested in learning more about a specific question, leave those comments down below. Don't hesitate to follow me on social media. And as always, check out some of the video links I've left you down below pertaining to how to better work your kinematic chain that can be found on the YouTube channel. All right, everyone, I'll catch you next week here on The Airways.